Good morning. It's me, Ola Samson. Woo! Come on, you know this one. Oh yeah. I am so excited to be here today. Come on now. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know it's not a church song. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the moon. Woo, but it's gospel. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we've got the groove, baby. Yes, man. Ah, but now I think it's Okay, I told you I wasn't a DJ. Or so I thought. <laughs> I know I, I need to find a way to, you know, really, really make this sound really good. I promise I'm going to do that, by God's grace. Oh, yeah. Come on, we got to wait for the chorus and then I'm going to put it on. Off. Oh yeah! Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, come on! Ain't no stopping us now, no. Woo! My time now is um six thirty. Yeah. We got the groove. Ain't no stopping us now. You are the moon. Woo! Come on, come on. I feel like shouting hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so wonderful. Okay, let's get straight to it. I'm getting better. I listened to one of my podcasts the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, did I really, really put that on air? Seriously? So I thought, okay, how can I improve? So I thought it would be um, um, an improvement if I maybe wrote my points down a bit before I started. So, But it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You see, it, it, that's the thing. I'm learning, you're learning, I'm growing, you're growing. You don't wait to be perfect. Just be excellent. Excellent means excel, the, the exiting of L, the exiting of L within you, the exiting of the El Elyon, the exiting of the El Shaddai. God who lives within you. That's what excellence is. It doesn't mean perfection. When a baby comes out of the womb, he doesn't come out dressed in a tuxedo with a bow tie. He comes out messy, bloody, dirty, some say with shit and all that. It's possible. It's possible that the next level of your life is being held in your womb and, you know, it's all being held there just in the name of, oh, I want it to all come out perfect. No, let it out. Just let it out. Make sure it's excellent. Make sure you've put in the best that you can, you know, but don't go into perfectionism. But that's, that's a whole other message on its own. Now, right now, we are going into 
a topic that I would call work the prophecy. Work your prophecy. And it has to do with work. It has to do with money. And I am so excited about this. I am so, so excited about this. The reason I'm excited is because every podcast thus far that I have um, been led by God and I have to be led by God to give whatever I give, to say whatever I say, every single podcast has yielded fruit. And I'm excited about this one because of the fruit it will yield in the um, life of the hearer and in my life also, in my life also, because he who refreshes will likewise be refreshed. So I am so excited about this. Now, God said something to me. He said, he said, don't create a freebie culture when it comes to the subject matter of, um, of, of getting into understanding or getting, getting into, um, wisdom don't create a freebie culture so this is how you pay for this podcast and i'm taking a leaf from um josh habinger you pay for this podcast by being sensitive to the holy spirit in regards to who you think needs this word or needs this message and then you send them a link and the reason I say this is because I'm not putting these podcasts, I'm not announcing them or um, 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 putting them on my Instagram page or my Facebook page and all that. I have a lot of friends who are on Instagram and who are on Facebook and um, who are not necessarily um, of my persuasion in, in terms of the, my belief in God, my belief in Jesus and all that. And that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Um, um, it's, it, it's important that you don't, that you don't cr- put yourself out as a deterrent to the gospel by shoving, so to say, in people's faces, that which they are not ready for, but you're ready for it. That's why you're on this page. And there is someone that is possibly ready for a particular message. Maybe not this one, maybe some other one you heard, or maybe this one, this is how you pay for these podcasts. Find that person. And then send them a link. God bless you. Okay, so let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. There is the gift of the working of miracles. Woo! I feel, I feel, I feel the anointing of my my fathers and teachers flowing now because um, I, I I first I first I, f- I first began to get into this sentiment. I believe through through the teachings of Bishop David Oyedepo. There is. There is a gift of the workings of miracles. There is a gift. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us this. But why does it say the gift of the working of miracles? Why doesn't it say the gift of miracles? The reason is because miracles are worked. There is a working to it. There is a working to it. And today I'm going to give you two tools. Just like you have two hands, your left hand and your right hand. You have two realms, the natural and the supernatural. I'm going to give you two powerful, wonderful tools. The Bible says, sow your seed in the daytime, in the the evening time, do not withhold your hand. So there's that two seed principle. There's that two diamond principle. 
like Dr. Mike Mordor could say. There's, there's, there's a two-hand principle. And I'm, I want to give it to you, and it's in regards to work. Why, why is the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God specifically, specifically told me to come on this podcast today and to talk in such a manner that a person who does not have a job can hear me and go get a job that makes money. And he said to me, it's important for both men and for women. It's important for men because the number one need of a man is pride. I'm talking about things that God has taught me. I'm not thinking, I'm not talking things I, you know, I read from a book or I got from somewhere. Nothing wrong with getting things from a book and all that. Nothing wrong with that. But if the things that you are dealing with have not yet been written in a book, then that's another matter. And that's why I know that these podcasts are specifically for specific people. Okay? You've been chosen to hear this. I didn't get this from any book. God said to me, the number one need of a man, a male man, is pride. He needs pride. Now, I know there's sinful pride. That's not what I'm talking about. He needs a sense of pride. Something that he can say, this is what I created. This is what I do. This is what I rule over. This is where my dominion is. Now, for a woman, it's different because men and women identify themselves in different ways. But it still comes in handy. Why? In the, for, for a man, it's pride, a sense of pride. But for a woman, there is the place of not being vulnerable, not being in a place of vulnerability so that you're looking for just any idiot or any fool to be a covering over you. In other words, God gives you, God gives you until you have a covering over you. And even while you still have a covering over you so that you are not in a place of vulnerability, he puts work in your hands. He puts something in your hands that you can be proud about. So whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, it's the same thing. Every human being's number one need is a sense of pride. A sense of pride. As long as you're on this planet, there has to be something that you can say. The Bible says concerning the woman that her own fruits shall praise her in the gates. What's that talking about? It's saying that she has a need for pride and her own fruits, the works of her hands, her children will praise her in the gates. So that's referring to it. Amen. That's referring to it. We are made in the image of God. The same way God needs to be worshipped and affirmed. Well, not God needs to. But the same way the Father seeks those who would worship him. is the same way that man doesn't seek people. He doesn't need to seek people. But he seeks, he seeks something by which his worthiness might be known. His sense of worthiness might be known. And this is where work comes in. So work is important. And you have a prophecy over your life, a wonderful prophecy, a glorious prophecy. If you are born again, you have been born again into, you, according to um, Corinthians, the book of Corinthians chapter 1, you have been born or redeemed into the kingdom of light. And you have been made a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. You have been brought into an inheritance. So, Baby, where's the inheritance? I want to see the inheritance. I want to feel the inheritance. I want to experience the inheritance. In case you're wondering, hey, I, I haven't got a prophecy. The word of God is the more sure word of prophecy. That's your prophecy. You have an inheritance. Colossians chapter 1. 
Romans chapter 8 says that you are a co-heir with Christ. That's your prophecy. The word of God is a sure word of prophecy. You are a co-heir, a joint heir. Romans chapter 4 says that all that be Abraham's are blessed with Abraham. And if Abraham is possessor of the heavens and earth, then you are a possessor of the heavens and earth also. So let's see it in some income. Let's see it in some work. Some work that creates a sense of pride, not work that creates a sense of shame. I used to do some job I used to hate. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about work that you enjoy. Work that you love. Well, the first principle I'm going to give you is from Luke 10, 38. If we turn there quickly, Luke 10, 38. I don't want to go beyond 20, 30 minutes. Luke 10, 38. Um, I'm turning there now. I probably should have opened it before I um, started the podcast. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. <laughs> okay. Luke 10, 38. It's a popular story. And I'm going to be um, reading and teaching while I... Um, um, read it says from um, 38 now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house notice it says she welcomed him into her house it was her house I, I don't know was Martha not married or was she married and divorced or was she married and the husband had run away whatever this woman was in charge Okay, this woman had a reason to wake up in the morning because she had a house. She was running a house. Okay, so this wasn't no woman, you know, who is, you know, um, smoking in bed, you know, at um, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. She has bills to pay. Okay, so this is not a woman who wastes time. Now, it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. So this is a woman who, 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 has, who knows the value of time, who knows the value of productivity, who has bills to pay and all that. You know. So she's telling her girl, girl, don't wait for no man to do blah, 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 blah. You got to go for it. You got to get the money. You got to blah, blah, blah. Look at my life. Look at what happened to me. Blah, 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 blah. Incidentally, I found out that this was the same Mary who um, wiped the feet of Jesus with her um with her hair and um the man who was sitting beside jesus when this happened said if this man had known who this woman was I, now i was shocked i was shocked you know i i just don't realize I, I was shocked that you know how come i didn't you know put this together you know i thought it was another mary so now this really really puts it in perspective so you have the woman who owns the house who is like, look, I got bills to pay. I don't have time to waste and all that. And she has a younger sister who, based on what I've put together, you know, it seems was in some kind of prostitution or whatever in order to pay bills. So these are girls who have been left, so to speak, at the throes of the world. How are they going to make money in a, a culture that was masculine and patriotic? How do you make money? How do you, how do you earn a living? Okay, so these girls, these girls are, are, are on it. Okay, these girls are on it. And she arose, had a sister called Mary, and she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now, verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, 
Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Now, why does Martha have the guts to say this? Because this is how she has made a living all these years. This is how she has been able to buy this house or, you know, run this household. You know, take care of her, take care of Lazarus, you know, the brother. You know, this is how she's been running things. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. What? In other words, you can be running things, making money, you know, hustling, but it's all based on fear, it's all based on worry, and it's all based on troubling yourself. And Jesus says in verse 42, but one thing is needed. What do you mean one thing is needed? Lord, I've got rent to pay, I've got bills to pay. Jesus says one thing is needed. Now, you are a believer. When I saw this, I said, God, this is hard for me to take in. But you know what? I'm a believer, and because I'm a believer, I believe your word. If you say one thing is needed, then one thing is needed. One thing is needed. And Jesus said the one thing that is needed is so great that if you have this one thing, nobody can take it away from you. That's what verse 42 is saying. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. It will not be taken away from her. It will yield results. It will yield results. The scriptures say in regards to the book of Proverbs, it says that the merchandise of it, the merchandise of wisdom, is better than gold. It is better than silver. It is better than rubies. And all that you can compare with her cannot be compared with wisdom. That's what she was receiving. Mary was receiving wisdom at the feet of Jesus. And God invites you as a believer that has the prophecy of an inheritance, the prophecy of wealth, the prophecy of glory. Every believer has the prophecy of glory in his destiny. You don't believe it? Go to Romans chapter 8. That's what it says. As many as he predestined. Predestined for what? Predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, which is an image of glory. He called. As many as he called, them he justified. And as many as he justified, past tense, them he glorified, past tense. You're glorified already. You're glorified already. Your accounts are full. Your wallets are full. I prophesy that this is the prophecy. You are blessed with Abraham. You are a possessor of heaven and earth. Well, how do I work it out so that I can see? This is how you work it out. You come before the Father. You come before Jesus. You sit at his feet and you receive his word. Jesus said, only one thing is needful. Martha said, Lord, we didn't pay the bills that way. Jesus said, I'm showing you a better way. I'm showing you a way which will not be taken away from you. In other words, it's not going to end after one month. It's not going to end after two months. This way is going to be a way that will create wealth for generations. It will create wealth in 10 years time. Sit down at my feet. While you're sitting at my feet, I will take care of everything. The Bible says that he told the children of Israel. He said, when you come into my presence, every time, at that particular time, every year, come into my presence, all of you. He said, I will make sure there is peace all around. None of your enemies will attack you. He said, all of you come into my presence once a year. Nothing will attack you. 
He said, on the seventh day, come into my presence. Leave everything else behind. He said, I will give you manna on the sixth day. That will be enough for the sixth and the seventh day. And it will not rot. That's what Jesus was talking about here. Come to me, receive my word. There is a word. You see, what you are thinking of is, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my friend in America. I'm, 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 going, I'm, going to, I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to send this to you. So shout out to you. God bless you. I love you, brother. You are thinking, I am thinking that what we need is a job. And God is saying, no, what, what you need is you need to be a different kind of person. It is the kind of person that you are that creates money. It is the kind of person that you are that creates the kind of money or the amount of money or the volume of money that you make. It's not the job. Two people can do the same kind of job. And one person can be a certain kind of person. He vibrates to a certain kind of frequency. There are different kinds of teachers. There are teachers who teach in front of people and make thousands. 125,000 in a day. And there are teachers who make 125,000 for a whole year. It, it depends on the kind of person you are. It's not, it's not just what you do. It's not what you do. It's not what you do. The scriptures never place such a great emphasis on what exactly people did and what careers people did. Do you know what Job did for a career? Do you know what Abraham did for a career explicitly? Do you know what Noah did for a living? You could come to some conclusions and inferences and all that. But it's not the main thing. Because you have angels ministering to you. The main thing is the kind of person you are. And the kind of person you are gets into any kind of situation and creates fruit. That's what Psalm 1 says. Listen to me. Don't, don't, don't go the way of the world. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In it does he meditate day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever. It doesn't matter. What, is he in the right career? Is he in the wrong career? That, that's not the issue. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he will bring forth fruit. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, because of the kind of tree he is. He is a tree that is planted by the rivers of waters, but the wicked shall not be so. They are like chaff driven by the wind. Woo! I'm feeling, a, I'm, 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 I'm having a revival, a Holy Ghost here, revival here. You can create streams of income for yourself by the vibrational level that you are in. You don't need what people say you need. You need the word of God. The word of God in your soul, in your heart, creates an atmosphere around you. Once the word of God drops out of heaven, so to speak, and into your heart, it becomes a seed that begins to take fruit. And when I say seed, don't, 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 don't misunderstand me. That seed can blossom within 24 hours. 
In fact, if this word is from God, I am expecting that within 24 hours, something would happen for someone. Within 24 hours. For some of you, within three days. For someone, within a week. The word of God is quick and powerful. It is quick. It's not slow. It is quick. That means it's alive. Alive means it is potent now. If it's not potent now, it's not going to be potent tomorrow. It's potent now, now, now. So the first thing is, you receive the word. You get into a place where you're just receiving, receiving revelation. That's what Paul prayed in Ephesians. He said, I pray the God that he will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You could change that to the spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's what revelation is. Revelation means you understand. Your eyes now understand it. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. Woo. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. 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 And you enter, you stay, listen, I'm not talking about you, you wake up in the morning and then you open your Bible and then you read your scripture verse and then you pray the Lord's prayer and then you go back to bed because you don't have a job. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm almost saying your new job is to eat the word of God. You sit down with that word and you eat it. You eat it. You stay with it. You stay with it. You eat it. You're, you're going from one, that one scripture to not next scripture. Scripture. Next one. Next one. Uh-huh. You just, you, you stay there. You stay there and you just eat, you just enjoy, you eat, you enjoy. The scriptures say, upon this mountain shall I make a feast of fat things. If a feast of fat things. You cannot be fat spiritually on the fat things of the word of God and end up in poverty. And then the second thing, the second thing. Let's go to the, to, to the second pl um, place. Is, um, let's go to the scriptures. Um, Proverbs 10.4. I'm giving you the second hand now. You're working your miracle. I almost want to sing. You know that Beyonce is saying, yeah, you got to work it out. <laughs> you got to work it out. Okay, Proverbs 10.4. Proverbs 10.4. Proverbs he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Now, notice it says the hand of the diligent. It doesn't say the work of the diligent makes it. It says the hand of the diligent. Another scripture in Ecclesiastes says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. It's a hand thing. It's a hand thing. You say, no, I'm not convinced. Let me give you another scripture. Proverbs 12, 24. Proverbs 12, 24. It says, the hand of the diligent will rule. But the lazy man will be put to forced labor. The hand of the diligent. Not the work of the diligence will rule. Not the mind of the diligence will rule. The hand of the diligence will rule. What does it mean to be diligent? Diligence is the quality of working carefully and with a lot of effort. Ha ha ha. That's from Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the quality of working carefully and with a lot of effort. So let's let, let's leave the lot of effort part. Can we just start with some effort? It's not the job of the diligent, it's the hand of the diligent. So, in other words, it is the kind of person you are, not the kind of job. The kind of person who has a hand of diligence, that's what creates wealth. That's what creates channels of income. That's what creates a source of pride. Paul said, let him that rejoice and rejoice in his own work. In his own work. So, okay, 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 let me interpret all this down for you. You sit at the feet of Jesus and he begins to show you his word. John chapter 1 says, In him was life and the life is the light that lights every man, every man, every man, whether he's a sinner, whether he's a saint, that lights every man that comes into the world. In in other words, every man that comes through the umbilical cord of God into planet earth passes through the light that jesus gives and that light is the life of men in other words that light at a certain age in that person's life begins to tell them this is the job you should do this is the career you should do look at this opportunity this is where you should go this is what you should do now you have access to that light regardless of what has happened in your past or your childhood whether your mistake or the mistakes of men, you have access to that light through the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You sit at his feet. You sit at his feet as if this is all and this is everything. And he begins to open the word to you. Something begins to happen. Don't worry about what he begins to open the word about. That's not, that, that's not really really important. He might be opening his word to you in regards to a certain kind of wisdom you need to acquire, whatever. Just just keep flowing with it. Just keep flowing with it. Something begins to happen. Light begins to enter into you. Stay in the word. I'm almost giving you something. I'm almost giving you something, you know, that the Spirit of God began to give me um, some time ago. He, He said to me, he said, you stay in the word of God. Until pictures begin to flash. You begin to see pictures flashing in your spirit. Stay in that word. Stay in that word. And then when you get up from the word. Look around you. And make a maximal effort. Effort. To work what is directly under your nose let me give you let, let me explain that i remember when i was in a room this room was driving me nuts i was in a room in my um parents house for some things had worked out in such a way that i had ended up in my um parents house now i lived there for 3 years i began to hear god saying it's time to leave and i gave him so I stayed one more extra year. I wasn't meant to stay that extra year. But anyway. Now. I didn't see how on earth. I was going to leave this wonderful place. It was small. Everything was in that small room. And the spirit of God said to me. 
Everything was in that small room. My fridge, my freezer, my, everything was in that room. I was going nuts. And the Spirit of God said to me, maximize this place. Things you don't need, tie them up, take them to charity. In other words, work this place until you actually enjoy it. Let me tell you something. I was in the midst and in the middle of still working the place. And I was actually beginning to love and, and I was cursing the place out all these months and years. Like what kind of mad place, mad situation is this that I am in? When the opportunity came for me to transition to my new place, woo, I was comfortable where I was. Okay, let me, let, 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 me, let me relate that to you now. Where you are now, even if you have nothing to do, you have no job. The truth of the matter is, you do have a job. You do have work in your hands. You do have, you see, what you need to do is, you need to look at what you have that other people don't have. Other people who are waking up in the morning, Dressing up, going to a certain kind of job, don't have time. You have time. What are you doing with that time? You have ample time. Okay, maybe you have a job, but it's, 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 it's redundant. You just sit there, you do nothing. Babes, you got a computer in front of you. You got a laptop in front of you. What are you doing with that laptop and computer while the time is going by? This is diligence. This is the diligence I'm talking about. You have something right now that other people do not have. Work it. Work what you have. Work what you have that is a unique selling point for you. Work what you have that other people don't have. Other people don't have your time. Why aren't you reading? Why aren't you studying by yourself? I'm not talking about, oh, you need to go to school. Why aren't you studying by yourself? Why aren't you going to the library getting books? Why aren't you improving your knowledge in a certain area? In the area that you studied in or in the area that you would like to study in? You have a job already. In fact, you have jobs. How about that talent of art? How about that talent of singing? How about that talent of all those other talents? Why can't you work it out now? Why don't you have a side hustle? You hate your job, but you only work there six hours a day. What do you do with the rest of the other six hours while it's still bright and light? This is the diligence. The hand of the diligence makes rich. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You got to work your miracle. You got to work your miracle. You got to work your miracle. But you got to work it out. Said you got to work it out. Some, some of you, that song is too secular for you, but that's okay. <laughs> that's from Sister Beyonce. <laughs> but she worked it out. I've read her book. I read, I, I read a lot of biographies and autobiographies of musicians. I, I, I read her book written by um, um, Taborelli, um, oh, Randy Taborelli. I love any book um, Randy Taborelli writes about. Um, he, he, he's a good researcher. And she's very hard to research on Beyonce because she keeps, she keeps a lot of you know, her stuff private and all that. And I respect that. But she worked. She worked, baby. She is a worker. And when she came out, I remember when Destiny's Child split. 
And it was like, and you know, it was like, oh, Beyonce is gonna be on her own. I was like, no, no, she can't be on her own. I love, I love the sound of Destiny's Child. I love the sound of Destiny's Child. <laughs> and when she, when she split that song, "Work It Out" was one of the first songs, if not the first song that came out, showing that she was now solo. It wasn't really big. It wasn't well received. But what a prophecy. She worked it out. You have to work it out. Now, everybody knows the name Beyonce. Everybody knows her. As a solo artist. Yeah, we thank God for Destiny's Child. But she, she, everybody knows her as a solo artist now. But you work it out, baby. You work it out. That dream, that prophecy is coming to pass. I rebuke the spirit of slothfulness. I rebuke the spirit of laziness. Be strengthened in your spirit. Be strengthened in your spirit. Every spirit of hopelessness, discouragement, and disappointment be removed in Jesus' name. Be banished in Jesus' name. Be filled with hope in the spirit of God. Be filled with hope in eternal life. Be filled with the power of resurrection. Your eyes be opened now in Jesus' name to see the things that God has created for you to trample on created for you to have dominion over in jesus name age is not against you time is not against you if god be for you nothing can be against you you are not alone you don't need a man you need a word Woo! i leave you in jesus name amen